What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Movie Crush, Friday Filmmaker Edition, Alexander Payne Edition. And you know what that means. Whoop. <laughs> I have a small bird in here. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet, My wife, Emily, say Hi. hello. Hi. Everyone knows you by now. Happy to be back. <laughs> so uh, even though we're not doing sideways, we're drinking wine again. Because that's what we do. Because we're us. And... We should make this a regular thing and shout out, you know, the places because this is some really good Pinot. I'm super into this. This idea. is a, a 2016 Walter Hansel from the Hansel Family Vineyards in Russian River Valley, North Slope Vineyard Pinot Noir. It's a bit of a splurge and it is a lovely bottle of wine. Wow. And we were just remarking we haven't had <clears throat> Pinot in it. We just we're all in the cabs and Zins. Zins, basically. Yeah. I bet, like, you know. Boy, that I is good. I keep going deeper and deeper, and it's hard to go back. But I forget mm. that Pinots have all of this, like, they are so varying within yeah. the varietal, which is not usually the case. It's good. I think the key for us is to have a Pinot that packs a little bit of a punch. Yeah. Because they can be a little lighter. Yeah. And sometimes and like those are really bodied. lovely, too. Yeah, but this is, I'd say, medium to full-bodied. Yeah, super full-bodied. I give it five grapes. Gorgeous. Five <laughs> grapes. Is that our rating system? Sure, why not? Five when clinks. No- <laughs> when Nolan and I do... Uh, our rare crush to judgments, we give it one out of five thumbs. Oh, okay. Instead of thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, just total thumbs. Just total thumbs. Yeah, in whatever direction they're pointing. Because that's what we do. So, oh, no. Uh-oh. 
Oh, that's all right. I had have... some I had some trivia in here and it didn't save it. Oh, I was going to say you don't have me at home to email you the document <laughs> that you need five minutes before you go. You start <laughs> recording. Yeah, that's something that happens here, everyone. <laughs> Emily will get a text. Are you still at home? Go on my computer. Yeah. Email me the thing. And I'm like, the one that you were working on 30 <laughs> seconds before you left, you and forgot sure to send like, it to you. And I'm sure like, get on the cloud, man. <laughs> right. What's your deal? Uh, I'll just look up the trivia later because it was some kind of interesting stuff. And I'm, I remember it anyway. Uh, you do have a mind for trivia. So, if you guys ever have a chance to play trivia with Chuck, get on his team. Are you kidding me? He's got a great mind. These people live to be on my trivia team. Well, <laughs> I mean, pat yourself on the back. Well, no, it's because it's fun. <laughs> I'm saying they could play against you, but he's, you know. Take me down. No, I'm – whatever. <laughs> Hashtag missing the point. We're off to a great start, <laughs> yeah, as <woo>. usual. <laughs> Keep drinking. Super la- clicking, <laughs> Keep yeah. Keep drinking, lady. <laughs> so uh, we did election um, in our Alexander Payne uh, oeuvre uh, from 1999, written by Alexander Payne and his uh, writing partner, Jim Taylor, uh, from a novel. Who was the guy's name? Do you remember? No. It was a novel. And a guy apparently wrote this novel after – the uh, George W. Bush Al Gore election, oh. and he was depressed, and yeah. he wanted to write something, and so he had an idea for a teenage for a student council election, right? Which uh, well, you told me when we did um, Sideways that all of his um, screenplays were based on books, which yeah. I had not realized. Yeah, Tom Perota or Parada wrote the 1998 titular novel, uh, starring Matthew Broderick, of titular? course. Yeah. Is that in quotes? No. You know what titular means. <laughs> I do, but I've never heard it come out of your mouth. It means it's titillating. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, Reese Witherspoon, who got a Golden Globe nomination for this. I did not know that. I don't think I realized that either. She was she's so good. So good. Boy. I mean, she's great anyway. Well, she was a baby. But I forgot how like great she was when she was a kid. Yeah, she was great. She looked 16, but she was how old? 24, I think, I, the, if my math was correct. 23 or 24. Yeah, Reese. 23 re- when they made it, obviously, because <laughs> it's usually made the year before. Reese as Tracy Enid Flick. <laughs> Tracy Enid Flick. <laughs> I, that's one of the things I love about this oh! movie. <laughs> I feel like there's nothing wasted in this movie, like, as far as joke Mining for jokes. Yeah. Like to make her middle name Enid. Yeah, of course. Like why not? Because you can get one more laugh yeah. at graduation. Yeah. Well, and she drops it in there when she's – that's when she shows up to vote. Tracy oh, Enid Flick. Right. And we're like, of course, her middle name is Enid. Pick Flick. <laughs> um, shot in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, Omaha. of course, which is Payne's stomping grounds. And he discovered uh, Chris Klein for this movie and you- launched his career. Chris Klein was a high school student in Omaha. Okay, I'm kind of now and remembering that. And they sent him to Alexander Payne, and he said that he had been at a bunch of plays and community theater. Uh, so it's not like he had never acted before, but this was his first film. He was great. And I yes. forgot that piece of information. Well, important to mention, this was 1998? 99, I think shot at 98. It was 20 years ago. Yeah. Which, like... Crazy. Yeah. I can't even get my mind around that gap of time because... No. Because this isn't an oldie. It doesn't no. feel like Yeah, not at all. <laughs> that means we're oldies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chris Klein, <clears throat> I, I don't know about him as an actor in general. Um, but well, he went on to do American Pie, right? Wasn't that Yeah, which of... I think was released later this year. So I think he like immediately started getting work. Yeah. Um, well, but he, he's, he's not that great of an actor, but he's so good oh, in this. He was great <laughs> in this. He played that lovable, dumb puppy. Yeah. Like to a T. Oh, man. I mean, the most virtuous 
character in the movie. Was him. Yeah, I mean, he's the moral center. Um, Which is really funny. But when he was laying in bed praying and he uh-huh. prayed for his sister, basically. I like, I mean, you're just like, you sweet guy. <laughs> Thank you for what I've, I'm told is an— is a, is As an, a large penis. Yeah. <laughs> What I'm told is a large penis. And it, yeah, that's it. that's a great scene when they all three have their prayers to yeah. God. And I didn't notice this, but in the trivia, they all three have faux Tiffany lamps by their bedside. Oh, I didn't notice that either. Nice. It's a nice little production yeah. uh, nod. Well, which is a great way to start this because the mundane sprinkler shot yes. at this high school, like you know, like green space, whatever it was. And it's just. Yeah. And you hear that before. It's just a black screen. And you're like, what is that? Yeah. And then when you see it. That's just – there's something about Alexander Payne. He captures the everyday and the mundane, the mundane and the yeah. normal better than anybody else. Well, because it's still – there's like kind of – it's like comedic almost because yeah. it's like what's great about that. But it's like the framing is usually like, you know, the sprinkler was right in the middle of the frame. Yeah. And I don't – I'm not going to do justice by trying Well, and to, it was right at – like right behind the sprinkler. Like the camel was sitting on the yeah. ground. So you get that great yeah. shot of the field. And everyone, just the sound of those sprinklers, the yeah, ones that— Yeah, it's very reminiscent. Yeah, that go across the field and yeah. on the way back. So great. But it was just—like, what a funny choice. And this was early on in his career, too, right? Like, yeah. so there was before—was this his second movie? Yeah. This followed Citizen Ruth. Yeah. Which, oh, I can't wait to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've gone all out of order. But, but it's funny to go from, like, sideways, which was—that was 10 years ago, right? More than that, I think. Backwards— just, you know, yeah. like in, in his oh, storytelling and sure. like what he focuses on. and But he's still – and then right into Matthew Broder- Broderick rap, walking into the crappy teacher's lounge. Like there is nothing sexy about this teacher's lounge at yeah. all. It's so – there's even like – I noticed there was like a piece of industrial machinery like crammed in the corner right. next to the refrigerator. <laughs> you know, it's like it just is it's so, so plain and uh-huh. there's nothing art department – well, but it is though. About That's it. the beauty of well, it. Well, yes, it's there's extra art department, but but what you, you would layer. normally life layer, <laughs> yes. He invented the life layer as far as I, he like at he like life layered the life layer. Yeah, he double life, double life, double Not layered. To be confused with the mind flare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are so happy. Little Stranger Things nod. So um, they introduce, and you know, I always go on and on in the show about the efficiency of character introductions and, like, telling you all you need to know. And it's Broderick working out at first, and then he goes through the school and in that, like you said, the teacher's lounge. Yeah, well, he's getting ready in the gym, like the gym locker room, basically. The gym locker room. Yeah, which is equally grim. (laughs) And I need to say this. This is so silly, but anytime I see Matthew Broderick running, anytime I see him in a shower— and anytime I see him doing his hair, I can only think of Ferris, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, but I will say I remember this was I don't know I can't remember what he did between Ferris and this, but it if a lot. if it was was it a lot? I mean, this was ninety nine. Ferris Bueller's Day Off was like eighty six or something. I know, but I remember seeing him and thinking, oh my god, Matthew Broderick is old. He's our age, or he's a little bit older. He's but, a little bit older. But compared to the Ferris, I guess I don't oh, remember. No. Like there wasn't a lot of. Watching him grow up, and right. then he's like this kind of you know like he all well, of a sudden he looks it's like the same too. That's well, but part he's a baby problem. compared to how he looks now. It's just funny at the time. I was I was thinking this is old Matthew Broderick. Yeah, because what? No, totally. But now, like, what was he just in that we saw? Oh, it was he was in um, he was the Better Things, right? Yeah, the therapist to Sam yeah. for a little while. Which now he looks like a grandpa. And well, he's he, age. yeah, he finally all went gray apologies, after like a hundred years. He doesn't really look like a grandpa. He um, still has a baby face. And so then, then they introduce Tracy Flick in the same manner. And uh, she's just so, from the very beginning, she's organizing her clipboards 
and everything to get her campaign signatures. Well, and there's a face, this pursing of the lips, <laughs> yeah. this like crisp quality that in the which she speaks yeah. and like she, she flares her nostrils a lot, which uh-huh. kind of makes her nose look really angular. Like it's yeah, all yeah, yeah. this. <laughs> she she just nailed that character of this like hyper organized, yeah. competitive, competent person. Uh-huh. Like, you don't want to go rounds. Well, yeah, because— That's the whole thing of this movie is, like, it it really says a lot about um, popularity and friendship because Paul's, like, the most popular kid in school. He's dumb as a rock. But he's also really sweet and generous and giving. Exactly. And she's motivated. Like, her ambition has kept her from even, like, focusing on friendships. I know. That's just not even—that's not on her to-do list. And she's called bitch, bitch, cunt. I know. I will say yes. At the end, yeah, Tammy. Calls Tammy, her a cunt. Tammy. Yeah, but but it, uh, uh, sidebar. I was thinking about the frequent use of bitch in this movie. I know, the, and it jarred me every time because that's just like that yeah, doesn't. This date. I mean, there are a few things in this movie that you probably wouldn't yeah, get away with. Especially today. men calling young young girls bitches. Yeah, the principal called yeah, her that behind I know. closed doors. It was like that. Just that it, little bitch Tracy Flick. I, know. I was like, oh my god, you could never say my that. My ears. It I know. really. It did kind of make me like. Just yeah. shudder a little bit. But, I mean, I think that's exactly what went on behind closed doors in Of course. In, in Please, schools. it still does, but it's well, just like it's not I kosher. I not as much because a principal at least today would be scared to say that in front of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's and there was something about my uh, my student council experience. You know, I – as you know, but I'm not sure – I think the listeners know this stuff. But I was – that was my jam. I was, BP, I was athletic but not good enough to be on like – we had really great varsity sports teams. I wasn't good enough to be on those. Varsity volleyball. So I know you were fucking <laughs> varsity volleyball and softball and all that I stuff. I didn't wasn't varsity softball. Uh, but I did student government. And yes. uh, ran and uh, was the vice president of student council. And uh, it was great. I had a great time. It was really, really fun. And this just... I don't know. I think it kind of spoke to me partially because of that. Sure. I mean, I wasn't involved in stu- – I, I did those elections and I yeah. hung those banners yeah, and painted sure. those things in the garage yeah. and like hung them up. I voted in those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if a lot, how much the, of the source material really nailed it from the book and how much it was just Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor and the art department, but they just really – Well, I remember those paints and those those big – like rolls of colored paper for oh, sure because yeah. that's what all of like the homecoming, uh-huh. all the dances went up on those, yeah, any yeah, like pep yeah. rallies or whatever. Heaven so that Earth. was a thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the dumb, uh, the little slogans like "You Betzler vote Metzler," yeah, <laughs> you know those yeah. are Paul's posters, yeah. Pick flick, flick. <laughs> <laughs> jinx. Uh, and then at the very beginning of the film, um, there's a there's a bit of a like the gun goes you see the gun in Act One you know it's going to go off in Act Three but in this case the gun is spilled Chinese food on the floor oh yeah and you don't even know it if you the first time you see this movie you just see Matthew Broderick spill the Chinese food and you see the but unintentionally the it wasn't an act of aggression I know. like he wasn't and even, he like, maybe even cleaned you it know up. he like cleaned he, it up <laughs> of course he did but the janitor was like oh fuck that guy yeah the janitor who was a real high school janitor by the way of course he was he and, looked like. <laughs> Uh, well, he looked like Freddy Krueger, actually, which yeah. who was a high school janitor. Freddy Krueger. No, he? he had like glasses. He looked like a different kind of serial killer. <laughs> I saw some Freddy Krueger in that. Uh, but that is the thing that ends up being his undoing, and it happens right there in like the first five minutes. Like that is the thing that screws him in the end, is that janitor finding those votes in the trash can. But again, that to me was such a silly kind of like well, comeback because obviously Matthew but it was Broderick fun. I think cleaned it was up. Tongue in cheek. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Which everything in an Alexander Payne movie was. But yes, yeah, you're right. True. That is the thing that ended up 
putting the nail in his coffin. Um, and Alexander Payne said he was interested. Kerber, hi. Uh, in a movie with multiple voiceovers and multiple perspectives. Sure. And uh, I don't think it ever really hit me <clears throat> as hard. And as many times as we've seen this, like every single one of the main characters yeah. has their own relationship with and they're they're all telling the story as a recollection so it's tracy it's matthew broderick it's tammy and it's paul and it's almost it sounds like they're almost being deposed or something because yeah. they're telling the story of what happened back then um i never thought about that, like that. It's I really have that. i'm just cool. picturing the like the prayers to jesus and oh you know, yeah it's already... like this great like voiceover from the future yeah of them like recounting what happened yeah it like you know, I don't know how it all started with that darn student council election. Yeah, his at least, too, because his life went from, you know, picture book to <laughs> moving to a completely different city. Yeah, that's true. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season... We are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. 
I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about freeze frames for a minute. Oh, they're brilliant. Very important in this movie. Yeah, and and what's so great is because it's always on Tracy Flick when – Matt, what's it, McAllister? Yeah, Mr. When M. Mr. M's talking about her right. and then like making a judgment on her usually. Yeah. And the freeze frame was kind of perfect for all of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, I, that first one where she's, I, this is where it's like, how do you describe it with like her lip up? It's a very unattractive pose. Yeah, she was right in the middle of like explaining something in class. Which she'd already irritated the shit out of him by like, she was like the ooh, ooh, pick me, pick oh, yeah. me student. And he was like, Kept trying not to pick her. Yeah. Yeah, it's hot in here. I'm it's over here. Shit in here. a little bit. I'm like sweating. Um, but yeah, so he then begrudgingly picked her and then just suffered while she talked. So the freeze yeah. frame on her kind of like annoying know-it-all face well, was and that, great. Well, that says it all too about their relationship because you can tell right away that he that she annoys him at the yes, very least. he tolerates her. Yeah. But then we also find out that that's, this is probably exacerbated by the next reveal – <laughs> yes. Which, We're go not going to reveal it like yeah. that. But, yeah, that she has been having an affair with – Dave Novotny. <laughs> Dave Novotny, his uh, colleague. And, and best friend. Yeah, best friend. Yeah. With, and their his wife is best friends. are yeah. all best friends together. Yeah. Uh, and the, the – Are you, you going to say it? No, I'm not going to okay. say it. You definitely <laughs> couldn't get away with it. But the way that is revealed yeah. is so fucking funny. Yeah. And you can never do it even as a joke yeah. today, I don't no. think. No. It's too horrifying because she's a minor for the love yes, of God. Yes, and the whole time. And he has that one line. He's like, he's lucky he didn't up in, end up in jail. Yeah. And we're like, he should totally be in yes, jail. Yes, and he would be in jail oh my under, God. under current, yeah, under 2019 like if, statutes. I mean, I guess Colleen Camp, who plays uh, the great Colleen Camp, who plays yeah. Mrs. Flick. Yeah. Or Ms. Flick. Mama Flick. Mama, <laughs> Mama Flick. Uh, she clearly doesn't know about it because she would have had him arrested. No, she did she um, didn't find out about the affair. Oh, you know what? It's funny because I, in my mind, when he was reading that the 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 crybaby or what'd she call him, if he hadn't become such a mushy. Oh, if certain people. Uh, yeah, if certain people <laughs> hadn't gotten so mushy, because and he wrote her that silly card, like you oh know, God. that's like so. It, we he, love each other. I know he's so juvenile. He's like gone off on this juvenile <laughs> fantasy with this high school. I know motivated high school girl. It's so distressing. What's the great line? He says, you know, she wants to read my novel. He goes, you haven't written it yet. He goes, but she, she wants makes me-, me want to write my novel. Yeah. <laughs> no, she wants me to write it so, so she, she can, can read, read it. it. <laughs> Which is like you just picture your wife rolling her eyes oh like, Jesus God. Christ, with your novel, buddy. It's terrible. And it's so creepy. Like she thinks they're in love. He thinks they're in love. They're in an old man band together, which that that for it in itself is just great. Them in the basement doing Foxy Lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, but what's interesting is she – so she feels seen by him. He's just happy he's having hot sex with a young girl. And she has no friends. Like, yeah, she has and, a connection at school now. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying for her. She said, I just miss our talks. For him, it was like, I'm in love with her because I'm having sex with right. a young girl who worships me and yeah, yeah, wants yeah. to read my novel. Yeah. So, like, from her standpoint, you can see where this happened from his. You're like, hey, Lutch. Right. 
And he puts on uh, Three Times a Lady by the Kind Oh, God. And like leads that her into the room. That is cringy. Oh, my God. I mean, it's cringy anyways because of what's happening. But oh, like, God, only what Alexander Payne can play that for laughs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it was. It was hysterical because what a, like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You're just like humiliated for him. Tracy and I are totally, totally in love. <laughs> and Matthew Broderick right after that says, I'm only going to say this once. What you're doing is really, really wrong. <laughs> like, he just can't believe, like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. It's so funny. So you think, too, and then, like, the, the the morals and ethics part, you know, like. Well, yeah, that's a big, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a big part of the movie. Yes, and it's funny because. That's the theme of the movie. Yeah, exactly. But so, like, so for this, he is morally and ethically opposed uh-huh. to this event. Mm-hmm. But then he starts, you know, it's a very slippery slope. Like, once you yeah. make one, de- like, how one decision leads to the next, uh-huh. and then suddenly you're, like, this person that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, um. If you haven't seen the movie in a while, they had this great scene early on. Well, that Reese, was the Tracy Flick Freeze Yeah, scene. when she was trying to volunteer for the answer, he was. it was the definition and the difference between morals and ethics in, yeah. a, in like a civics class or something. I love the way all those kids answer, too, because it is like <laughs> a real so civics real. class. <laughs> like, you know, like when so the thing real. happens. Yeah. It's, Alexander Payne is just the master of real. Yeah. Uh, and then um, the whole movie, though, that's what the whole movie is. It's the theme of the film. Yeah. Because every single character, their morals and their ethics are tested and they're defined by whether or not they, uh, what they do, whether yeah. they did the wrong thing or not. Yeah. And Chris Klein always does the right thing. He does always do the right thing. It's and he, so funny. he's got this like, like sweet mindset about I like, I know I didn't <laughs> get to be president and I know I couldn't play Oh my play God. When he brings Tammy football. her homework, because last time you got suspended, you fell so far behind. <laughs> I didn't want that to happen again. He really is such a sweet guy. I know. And I love you like you're my sister, even though you're adopted. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's so good. It's like Chris Klein's, he will never do another role this no. good. That's for sure. It was it was pretty great. And just even the like the blankness in his eyes as yeah. he's delivering these lines. Like there's just nothing going on back there except for just really genuine sweetness. Yeah, it's very sweet. But Tracy Flick is so nice. Yeah, yeah. And she works so hard. That's really Tracy's thing. Yeah. Um, we meet Phil Reeves. The great Phil Reeves is the principal uh, who became ended up becoming a Alexander Payne mainstay. I didn't even know that was his name. But, but yeah, he's good. that guy's great. He's uh, he's so real. Like I didn't think he was an actor when I saw this. I was yeah. like, that guy's a real I, principal. Are you sure? I thought he, they plucked him. Well, he's been in all the things. They plucked him out of he Nebraska. He may have discovered him too. I don't know. I think so. That's when he popped up. He's um, got that deadpan, but uh, it's yeah. not even deadpan. It's just like. Yeah, when he's doing the announcements yeah. and stuff, it's like every principal ever. It's spot on. Yeah. Um, I just have a note in here that says it's a perfect comedy script. Like it really is, just far as a writing uh, piece to study. Yeah, like sure, they, they as should, far as like when things happen. They should trot this out in class. It's like perfect use of voiceover. Yeah. Uh, the freeze framing, the story, the structure, like it's just – it doesn't get any better than this. Yeah, that's a you thing, goes. structure. I know structure is your uh, – well, it's because it's hard. Yeah, I'm not I know. very good at it. Harmonious, productive, <laughs> close, and special. <laughs> uh, also, I just have so many funny lines I jotted down in here when uh, Chris Klein and he breaks his leg in that great s- ski accident scene. Yeah, and he goes, "I was so mad at God when I broke my leg at Shadow Ridge at Spring Break." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's reading the Celestine prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So um, Roderick early on, I noticed yesterday, he doesn't uh, – he says how much he admires Tracy and stuff. And like 
that makes him an unreliable narrator. Like he's lying. Well, I think at the beginning even. Well, maybe it was obligatory because that's what a good teacher does because he was so. teacher of the year. And, right. you know, like you're obligated to support the student that's trying to be such a stellar student and, you know, yeah. participator. Like you're kind of a big asshole of a teacher. I know. It's if like you the don't. biggest go getter. <laughs> but in, in also, class, you're, you're prior on. to the Dave Novotny mess, maybe he did admire her and could relate to her a little bit more because he's a That's big true. go-getter. You know, so like her relationship with probably changed for him once. I kind of forget that that happened. Yeah. And, like that colors his perception of her for sure. Of course. And even though he says it's not Tracy's fault, of right. course he holds her culpable. I mean, you know, just for the simple fact that she was like – she kind of blew up his life. Well, she ultimately did blow up his life. That, yeah. That was one of the things that led to the other things that, you know – Changed but everything. he he enlists Paul though to run against Tracy because he's the most popular kid in school. Yeah, no, like he yes, wants not her because to go he, down. he does, and not because. But something I feel like something happened prior to that. Well, and but even at that point, he is making his point of you know like it's not a democracy if mm-hmm. I forget what did he say like if there well, wasn't he drew the apples and then the one orange yeah and he's like and yeah. now you have a choice yeah and that's democracy yeah so he, you know like it, I, I think he was trying to convince himself as well like well in my Maybe. mind if if I'm truly living up to what I believe is an important lesson to teach these kids then there needs to be you know she needs right. to have competition and people need to have choices right. <laughs> So, you know, but again, that's how, like how he's he's still like the perfect teacher. So he's trying to like – Yeah, yeah. He believes his own bullshit. But, you know, but you can tell he's not a fan of hers when he she, he finally picks her to answer the ethics and morals question uh-huh. until he blisses out and the uh-huh. bell rings in the middle of it. He's like, okay. Yeah, right. And just like cuts her off. Like this is not a teacher who's like uh, – The first time we hear the great tribal chant is uh, – that next morning when Paul is set up with his signature station and Tracy sees him and from she sees down the him, hall. Yeah. It's like they, the Native American, yeah. <laughs> I think it's from a movie. Uh, it's an Ennio Morricone score from oh. a movie called Navajo Joe. Uh, look that up. And so Ennio Morricone. Where they got that, that from. Yeah, it's pretty great because it's so, so chill, like blood curdling. <laughs> and Tracy signs his list even. Yeah. She's like game on basically. Yeah. It's so great. Well, but it's funny because he's talking about how nice she is, and she's such a bitch to him. Once. I know. Oh, I said it. See. Well, I know. But I usually don't say that. Like, no, that's, neither one yeah, of us do. Yeah, but but. I think it's just his character. Yeah, probably so. But <laughs> but she is. You know, she just she's not super nice once she realizes that. No. This is going to be our competition. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Campbell plays Tammy Metzler, and I don't think she's done a ton since then. But she's so good in this. She was. Fantastic. And again, like with the Alexander Payne, like the real stuff, like everyone knew that girl who was, you know, she was she was gay. She didn't fit in. She was sort of punk rock. She and she really, was like, fuck school. But she truly was punk rock because she didn't really care no, that she, she didn't, didn't give fit a shit. In. She loved it when she got suspended. Yeah. She that speech that she gives is just like one of the great moments in the movie. It's pretty great. And she could see the entire school is on Don't their vote feet. At all. Yeah, which of course that's what <laughs> high school kids want to hear. But, you know, like it's all nice, like the do-gooders, but they want the person that's like, fuck this. Who cares fuck about the establishment this stupid election? election. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, huh? Oh man, it's so good. She, I mean, she's awesome was really like I remember when I first saw it she was the highlight of the film for me because she so does not care yeah but she's like she's a well-rounded character because she's uh, she's sweet to Paul when he brings the homework remember Mm, she's kind of like thanks Paul she was about as sweet as it gets yeah but like you can tell that like she appreciated his 
his kindness, I think. I think I disagree. I remember looking at really? her face like, okay, thanks. Well, I don't like, think she appreciated next? having the, the work. Right. But I think she was kind of like, I think she kind of thinks, my big, dumb, sweet brother. See, I think more she no. just tolerated him. Yeah, that's <laughs> my, I mean, so. you know, you know, obviously we'll never know. So our takeaways can be different, but. Uh, they have that one heavy scene, though, where Tammy goes to, uh, and it sets up the whole fact that where she goes to think under the high tension wires, because that's later where she finds Another example of just how perfectly this script yeah. fits together. That's later where Tracy throws away the campaign posters right, and she, she busts her. Right, she finds them, yeah. But she's sitting in there. Remember that really sad voiceover where she talks about going under the high-tension wires and what it would be like to just disintegrate and not even be there? Uh, it's really, really sad. I'm, I'm not remembering this yeah, at all. Yeah, it's just like this, you know, it's her voiceover when she's out there. And it's like it's the one really sad kind of heavy moment of the movie when Tammy talks about she dreams of lying under there and disintegrating and what that would be like. But it makes sense, too, if there's this world that she lives in that she I can't know. fit into, of course. Immaculate heart. That's yeah, she I know. Exactly. It's great. <laughs> uh, another great line. Uh, after Paul hooks up with um, Lisa, <laughs> who was previously kissing on Tammy. Yeah. And, again, everyone knew that girl, too. Like, yeah, of she course. She experiments a little I'm bit with gay. other girls. I'm not gay. I'm not really gay. <laughs> I'm different from you. But he said, you know, it opens on his face when he's getting the blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks about just how how surprised and how great everything was. He goes, and every day after school, we go to Lisa's house to fuck and have a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Delivered in that just, like, I know, yeah, just lyrical, sweet. yeah. Mm. Uh, and then Tammy enters the race. And so— it's just like all these things are setting up in this movie just so yeah. perfectly. Tammy enters the race because she's mad at Not Paul even mad at Paul. Lisa. She's well, mad, mad at Lisa, Lisa about yeah, Paul, and true. now she's trying to get them both back. Yeah, but Paul is oblivious. He's like, why, <laughs> yeah, he's like, why? why are you mad at me? Why would you do this, man? <laughs> and, she's, and Lisa's like, she's doing this because of me. And he's like, why? why? <laughs> <laughs> what a dum-dum. Yeah. Uh, so then what you have is a— Parallel story. You've got the the student council election going on. And I think that's what I love about this movie is, is both the A story and the B story are perfectly in sync and timed yeah. and like dovetail at the end uh, with Paul or with uh, Mr. M and Linda Navani. Right. And there's that very first shot when he looks at her ass when she walks by. Right. In her like, like mom jeans. Yeah, in her like practical mom jeans Who, with her like, baby. The, those are in style now. But in 1999, those, that was a really funny like pair of jeans to be wearing. And why are they in style now? That, that's a different <laughs> yeah, conversation. Talk about that. They weren't good in the 80s. Uh, but I do want to shout out Delaney Driscoll as Linda DeMotney. So good. She's great. Uh, but it sets up, you know. She seems like she B could story. have been a real person. Yeah, but I've seen her in other stuff. You have? Yeah. For sure, every now and then. Um, and it sets up that they're friends and all, and then he has that, you know, they go shopping, and then he's driving at, by the yeah, hotel. Yeah, throws out, like, should he's, we get a room? <laughs> should like, we get a room? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just like Well, you're cr- just like, ew, ew, <laughs> ew, don't be that guy. Uh, and in that subplot, what's going on is his – he can't get his wife pregnant. They're clearly – I mean, their marriage seems fine, but, like – they're just sitting there at the table having dinner and not really talking much. Kind of vanilla. And Very vanilla. Um, and then, you know, they have that great sex scene. Yeah. Fill me up. Fill me up. Just like that. Oh, God. And then he sees Linda's face and yeah. then Tracy's Like the, face. the slide that comes in and then Tracy's face. And that's when she's, like, talking about being productive. Yeah. And yeah, like with her lips. It's, like, close up on her mouth. What does she say? You said it earlier. Oh. Uh, where is it here? 
harmonious, productive, close, and special. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that, Mr. McAllister. (laughs) Um, But they – Alexander Payne's not afraid of like a dumb joke back then. Like his movies now, he definitely went on to mature as a filmmaker with stuff like – Sideways and Descendants, I think. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, watching this, like, there were yeah. things that he wouldn't do anymore. No. That, but that that kind of set him apart in his early directing career. But it wasn't ever, like, American Pie No. Dumb. It was still, like, smart satire. Yeah. But he wasn't afraid to, like, you know, go bass. Yeah. For, like, a joke. There was a lot of bass. For yeah. a joke. <laughs> Should we get a room? Um so then we have our three speeches at the rally. You know, Tracy's is such a like – of course she By ends up book. working for a Republican congressman yeah. at the end of the movie. Like yeah. she's a politician through and through. Yeah. Paul's is hysterical. Oh, he my just, God. <laughs> it's a run-on sentence with no emotion. And he's oh like – he's just like hunched over the mic that they can't get up for him. And I'm so glad I got this nomination <laughs> and I promise to be a good president. And you know, yeah, it's like – And we could be winners just like last fall when I drove the team down in the fourth quarter right. and threw the winning touchdown. <laughs> That is what I want everyone to feel all the time. But everyone has seen that kid, too. Again, yeah. it's like they nail all these high school archetypes. Yeah. Like, no one's running against the the disabled kid. Right. Like, that is such a yeah. like, minor detail. Yeah. But such a thing. He's that running would, for the vice president yeah, unopposed. unopposed. Yeah. That's such a thing that would happen. Sure. Like, in high school. Yeah, like he was a shoe in for this, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and then Tammy's just great speech. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, he sets the camera up and just pulls back very slowly. Yeah. When she's just like inciting anarchy, basically. Yeah. So good. Um, so then the B story sort of intensifies when Jim goes over to fix Linda's drain clog. Uh, and then they had that that great kiss when they kind of waltz into the scene. <laughs> yeah. And that score, you know, Alexander Payne with his great scores. Yeah. Uh, and they waltz in and they're kissing. And uh, it sets in motion, like, this whole hotel idea when she's like, let's meet at that hotel. It sets in motion kind of the funniest sequence of the movie Oh, when he gives a pop quiz and then splits? The whole thing. He goes into school. He gives him the pop quiz. He goes Hustles out. (laughs) To buy chocolate and flowers. Yeah. At Walgreens. (laughs) Is that right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, like, pulled up to Walgreens and got all of their finest box. So he got Walgreens champagne. And flowers and (laughs) chocolate. Yeah. Um, But one of the funniest parts in the movie, and I read Alexander Payne says that he took this movie based on the balls washing shot. Yeah, which he stops to do in the hotel. Yes, he's yeah. setting up the hotel, and he gets in the tub, and he washes his ass and his yeah. balls. <laughs> and Alexander Payne said he read that, and he said, and I decided I wanted to do the movie just so I could shoot that scene. <laughs> <laughs> which was a, was a very unassuming scene, but you know what he's doing. Oh, it's And he's, great. like, motoring around and driving around that little compact car. Like, doing the Ferris yeah, Bueller run. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And yeah, where he kind one... of runs with his upper half not uh-huh. moving. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's what I kept <laughs> thinking of. Bump, bump, He, uh, was that the, was that when they showed the sort of whimsical, uh, like, um, sports car in the south of France driving around fantasy, or was that later on? That was a weird thing. I, re- I, that I, when it popped in, I think that was the end of it, like when he pulled back up. Oh, from I think doing right. that, maybe yeah. like as he was Child leaving the hotel, enough. he was yeah, yeah. Like, kind of picturing himself. And he's in his little which is yeah, in in like you know fall late fall Omaha yeah like dusty in, yeah uh, gray and dr- drab and that's another pain sort of 
having fun thing too, though. Like he didn't do that stuff much later on. No, because it was it was a bit of a cheesy touch in watching it twenty years later, but funny. Like you yeah. see where he's you know it, you didn't need that to know that that's where his head was, but right, you know. yeah, for sure. Um, Tracy tears down the shit, and that's when that whole plot is going to set in motion. Yeah, as to you know the the ultimate end game that's going to come, which is important too. She didn't start off to do that; she was just trying to fix her poster. Yeah, then she falls, and then that was just just like you can like she's been on a thin line with yeah. all of this competition and stuff, and it's the thing that breaks her. But that's kind of also what happens. Like some of these other decisions that McAllister happens, it's like things that happen at the in the moment, right? Where they don't necessarily that's not their intention. But it just starts taking stuff downhill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it wasn't – he didn't have some big master plan. No. And and again, he he can always justify it though. Right. There's like this – you know, he can do the thing and then justify it. She has to it. be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I pictured all the people that were going to suffer. Oh, yeah. Well, he's kind of right though. I know because she is. She's like – she's really – not having those social relationships yeah. is going to make her an insufferable boss and yeah, yeah, probably yeah. really – Really Great politician. successful politician. Yeah, she said. Um, Reese said that she uh, still today gets uh, female politicians when she meets them will say Tracy Flick. Like, oh, that that's was my girl. Awesome. And even Hillary Clinton said people always came up to me and said stuff about me being like Tracy Flick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Well, I'm not sure really how to take that." Yeah, thanks. That's funny. Um, but yeah, even I forgot when. Um, it's a pretty important little detail because you're right. She doesn't go in there to tear down the poster. She ends up doing it and even looks down at the paper cuts like, you know. Like what just happened? The scarred hands of yeah. Jesus. <laughs> like, like she snaps. What have I done? Yeah. It's, she literally just snaps. It's like she just loses her shit. Like, and you've got to think this young child, yeah, you know, who's not equipped for this kind of pressure that she puts no. on herself. And clearly there are moments where you see that her mom oh, sure. is completely pushing her in this direction. Mom gives her a Valium. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's – yeah. Maybe it's because you didn't listen to my notes about your speech. Yeah. You didn't take my ideas for – you know, it's, it's just clear like, where it comes from. Single mother appears. Sure. Like I'm going to – and she's like a – you know, she was – what did she she's do? She's a paralegal. Then, but she became a paralegal after something else. But it's like oh, she's, know. you know, obviously like the super capable person yeah. who ended up, you know, with the cards that she was dealt. So she's like going to live her life through her child. Right. That's why she got up and decorated 480 cupcakes at the that's crack of right. dawn. right. She is living her life through Tracy, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. She's not doing her any favors, though. No. You know? She didn't have any friends. Yeah, that's like what high school – like high school is just as much about social development as oh, it yeah. is about career More so. potential. Yeah, exactly. Because if you don't get good then, it gets harder later. So did everyone hear that? Big advice <laughs> flying out of Emily's mouth. <laughs> and I'm not saying you have to be popular. I was not popular. You can still be Oh, sure successful. you were popular. No, I was well-liked. That's different than popular. Mm, tomato, tomato. Uh, so he knows she did it. Yes, like he, he does. knows. And he, well, because he doesn't beat her on the bush, he calls her on it. He basically accuses her. Oh, that's of a it. great scene. He's like, "Oh, really? Because I think you did it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she has that great argument. She goes, "With all of my responsibilities, I often have to come in on the weekends, and I have permission to do so." <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's the high school student that comes in on a Saturday night yeah. to like do yearbook layout or whatever. Yeah. God. Um, and that's that when they have not that. me in high school. <laughs> No, I was sort of a – I was in a lot of clubs and stuff, but I'd never like – you know me. I mean – I know you. I wasn't like the hardest worker there. I sort of like just sort of being around. That's how I action. was in high school, which is not like me as an adult. 
But I was not. Yeah, you're, you are Tracy Flick now. Ask my No, I'm not. Take that back. Well, I mean, as far as just your, your ambition very, and motivation. I'm Yeah, and fastidious and organized and like, well, come on. In high school, I was not like that. I was all about the social. Like, But you have tons of friends. I'm not saying like. No, 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 no. You're not like That's Tracy a, in that no, way. No, I didn't mean that. But I'm I digging just, myself out now. Yeah, just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> you were fine. Because I was trying to make the point, which is that I was not that hard of a worker. Like, I, I was told many, many times by all of my parents that I was not working up to my full potential. That was a, hmm. like, that could have been in my yearbook. I was a late bloomer. A later bloomer. Oh, we both are. Yeah. Uh, that's when, and by the way, this is when they have one of my favorite exchanges in the movie. Um, the certain people exchange is just what I'll call it. I think certain people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like we were talking about yeah. earlier. It's so good. Yeah. Boy, it's so heated. Yeah. And he like. She does. She digs in, which well, is like. Well, he thinks like I'm the teacher. And yeah. he sort of thinks like, he, he has the upper like hand. He gives like a power And she play. fucking destroys him. She Well, she can hold her own. That's <laughs> yeah. when you know she's going to be fine. When they can't even get their own wife pregnant. <laughs> and he's just like. Oh, the look was, on his face is just horror and like, I know. what am I hearing? And like, I'm going to like cut her in her sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. If they hadn't gotten so mushy. <laughs> that was really, if certain people hadn't been so mushy. Oh, my God. She's so good. She's great. It's easy to forget and just sort of, I don't know, think that that's her and what she's like or something. But like. She embodied that good, character. I know. It's and, such a good performance. You know, I was trying to think, too. It's like she did. Cruel Intentions, that was huge for her. And the, um, well, Man on the Moon Man was on the Moon was great, which but she was like 12 in that. Um, she was adorable, She too. was so darling Those in that. Those little kid pictures of her and the Girl Scouts yeah. in this movie on the wall. Pretty great. Just cute as a button. But I was trying to think, too, she was in Fear, that Marky Mark movie. Oh, that's right. I um, didn't see that. But I'm trying to think of, you know, she was like just teenager. So this was like her first kind of like starring role, probably. Well, where she and has a part of, kind of cool role. Yeah, Yes, like indie movie. Yeah, yeah. Like Alexander Payne, you got good cred. Yeah, if you're in one of his films. Like I'm trying to think if there was anything else that would have like you know. So she she was a bit of a blank slate, I guess is what I'm saying. So yeah. you don't you don't have this idea of who you think Reese Witherspoon right. is. So she played this so well, like that could very well have been her. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, she was so good, and her hair like the they. He always does such a great job with uh, his. The supporting details? Well, his crew, you know, yeah. his hair and makeup, like her yeah. wardrobe. Yeah, spot like on. Like those tights she was wearing and the sweaters. She had the mom jeans too. Like, Yeah, oh, she totally yeah. had the mom jeans and the, and the hair, yeah. the, you know, the curled hair. Yeah. Just so spot on. Yeah. I, I need to like. She looks like a little, poli- like, want to be, poli- like, going to be a politician. Yeah. Um, I need to look up, like, his crew members and shout them out. You know, KP worked on some of his movies. Really? Yeah. What movies? Oh, boy. I think he worked on Sideways, and I think he worked on About Schmidt. I did not know that. And maybe Nebraska. Our friend uh, Kevin Pierce, uh, folks, who we knew uh, in, I guess, Atlanta first, right? You did? Or did yes, you meet no, him in LA? I, I kind of knew him in Atlanta, but got to know him better in, in LA, yeah. Yeah, so KP is a great guy. And uh, we got to see him at our friend's wedding last yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We were sitting at the table with Will, though. And I don't know that they knew each other, so I don't With know Will that Forte? he. Yeah, that I don't know that he. Oh, worked he wouldn't have worked on Nebraska. Nebraska then. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because they would have been like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, Nebraska. I know you. <laughs> Five people worked on that movie. Uh, I think certain older, wiser people. <laughs> <laughs> the the Midwestern accents are so great in this too. Yeah. Uh, so Tammy, they have the interrogation scene when he's interrogating her about the posters, and uh, Tammy lets her off the hook. 
That was a pretty great reveal because you think yeah. Tracy Flick's about to go down. Because I know who did it. Yeah. She has that face. It's yeah. Just, and Tracy's that just little, like, like oh, yeah, that shit. shitty, like, <laughs> yeah. I know, whatever. I'll tell you, I guess. But this proves she doesn't give a shit. Well, that's, that's when you really realize that this isn't an act. Like, she really yeah. doesn't give a shit. She was trying to get out of that school. Like, no, that she's was, not trying to help Reese Witherspoon. No, not at all. You know, that was just a byproduct of her... I guess trying to just get suspended. She wanted to be out of the school, probably because yeah, yeah, it was all such nonsense. But that's I remember like the first time I saw, I was like, oh no, Tracy Flick's going down, and then you find out she took credit for it, and it's like, (laughs) what? And then what does Tracy do? Oh, she yeah, she yells at her like, you'll pay for my poster. She she explodes on her after all that shit. It's like that says so much about that. Yeah, it's pretty great. (laughs) You're gonna pay for my posters. (laughs) So good. That indignant self righteousness. Um. I have written down here, Matthew Broderick running, so Ferris Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then the next thing happens in the film that is probably my favorite detail of this whole movie. Do you know what I'm about to say? No, I'm letting you lead, so I've totally blissed out. The bee sting. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that you know. It's funny because at the, at the, the no end it ends up looking this. very something about Mary. Like I yeah. realize like that just exaggerated like – Oh, my God. And it really does add to the events that happen because it's like it's, oh, yeah. it's so sad sack. Yeah, and what it does is like there's no reason to do it other than uh, to belabor, just make everything yeah. worse for him. Yeah, like the worst worst He's day more ever. More beleaguered. Whatever. Yeah, more beleaguered. Yeah, and he uh, it, it mirrors his downfall. Like yes, the eye gets, gets worse and worse, swollen. and he gets more disheveled looking yeah. and more like unkempt. And he's sleeping in his car and he's pissing on the front lawn. Well, but he's at his ends at this point. Like his life has literally just imploded. <laughs> oh. And, you know, he's like trying to keep it together because he's oh got this reputation. But but you see him start to slip. Even the way he's talking to the kids. Like he's always been Mr. M and this trusted guy. Yeah. And he just starts t- – he's like starts being an asshole. I know. Yeah, it all – it just unravels. It's yeah. one of my favorite things to see in a movie. Really? Yes. Oh, I like hate it. The unraveling of like a, a funny unraveling – of a character. I only want someone to unravel if they're a terrible person. <laughs> uh, but when he gets st- stung, the way it dawns on him about how bad it hurts, because at first he just puts his hand through it and he goes, ow, ow, <laughs> Jesus, oh, fuck. Yeah, th- th- <laughs> just, that's as he's leaving the frame. He goes, oh, fuck. It's almost like in the side. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like building and he, yeah. it, it like settles in how bad it hurts. It's well, and then so he funny. mentions, they're like, what happened to your eyes? Like, most people get stung by a bee. I swell. <laughs> <laughs> Most people get stung. Nothing happens. Yeah. I swell up. Yeah. You're better at remembering the actual quotes. Oh, I know. It's, it's a disease. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, Thank you. So he gets busted um, in his B plot with the affair yeah. by well, his wife. His mistress goes over and tells his wife and they're communing. Well, do you remember how, it's, uh, how it was revealed though? Like that again with pain, just the, it's the subtle little things. He goes in. He's had the worst day ever. Yeah. He gets stood up at the hotel. Right. He gets a beer. And what do you hear in the other room? Oh, the baby crying. You hear the baby. And he's like, oh, fudge. Yeah. It's just those little pain details. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's more effective than if he had walked in and they'd been sitting there somehow. He hears that fucking baby. Oh. (laughs) And he knows what's going on. It's so good. And he he walks in. 
And they just look at him. And he just goes. They're all tear stained and like wounded. And, and he just, what, I think he even says like, oh, He just okay. goes, okay. And just and turns him, <laughs> yeah. He kind of peeps around and then like it's dawning on him. He still, I think, is hoping that maybe like that what he thinks has happened has not. Oh, yeah. Because you think he would have just turned tail and walked out. Yeah. But he like pops around like hopeful. Uh-huh. And then he look, they both look at him <laughs> like, you know, he's just like shot a puppy and he's like, okay. Oh man! Um, he, well, the, the, another funny part is when he goes back to the hotel and the guy goes, "Do you want the same room?" <laughs> he goes, "Okay." <laughs> but he ends up sleeping in his car that night, I think. Well, because he's waiting in front of Linda's house to right. try to like, yeah. And make he really this right. did. I looked in the trivia. He really did pee on that tree. Uh, in this What's scene. really funny is, in my mind, the way you know, like this stuff usually builds up. A cop pulls up and arrests him for indecent exposure. Right. I, I hadn't remembered a lot of details of the movie, so yeah. I was waiting for that to happen because it's just like the you know, like the once the guys kick on him while a he's de- down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that didn't happen, and that's that wouldn't be a pain move. That's no. like a big budget movie move. Absolutely, that's American Pie. Yeah, exactly. The cop shows up, and the cop is you know fucking uh, the Rock or something. Yeah, and he throws him against the car. Um, the, the election happens. Paul, what does he do? He votes for Tracy. He votes for Tracy. It's, which is funny because that ends up being I know. her winning vote. Yeah. So it's again, like— Again, perfect it script. It really was perfect. Yeah. And, the, and the, the moral center once again. Yeah. And he has this great voiceover where he explains like, I always wonder. And he's like, but when I saw my name, it just didn't feel right. Didn't feel right didn't to feel vote right. for myself. I know, which is— <laughs> What does he do later in life? What do, what do I think he does? Yeah, like what job does he get? He works at his dad's company and, Probably you know, so, he's right. like the good time guy. Yeah. Yeah, Probably he's the guy that takes clients out totally. for dinner and yeah, plays like golf. To, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're totally yeah. right. Because at the end, we threw this great Mexican party. Yeah. And, oh, shit, that party was great. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I didn't get to be president and I didn't get to play football. But he pledged but I got to, Yeah, pledged Fidel. And, yeah. Well, and it's funny. There are a couple times where Tracy Flick is in her narrative, these rich kids don't know how good they have it. And blah, blah, but then yeah. she like, talks herself out of it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So there's a there, – and you know that comes from her mom. Like there's this I kind know. of like the – like she doesn't have the advantages, so she has to work twice as hard. Plus she's a woman and mm-hmm. – True. You know, those are true especially things. 20, uh, these are all very true. And it bugs her, but she's trying – like yeah. she is on the verge of – like a crack could happen at any time yeah. with the pressure and like the knowledge that she has. But she won't – she's the kind of person, and I've known people like this, that won't crack uh, – no, they they they'll, stuff they'll it down, into, or they'll they'll lock themselves in their closet, right. and scream into the pillow, right, and then come out and fix their hair, right, and go back into the party. But like, that's what was so funny about the posters because she did crack because she's a kid. Yeah, she's not been able to, you know, like that. That of course she's going to lose it. But Tracy, where does we know she gets in politics? But where does she end up in twenty years? She's, I think, the exact same person. Twenty years later, ruthlessly ambitious, and yeah. probably doesn't have a ton of friends. Yeah. Like her work is her her work her is family her, and, her yeah. husband. Yeah, I mean maybe she, you know, gets married later in life and has kids. Something like but, that is more set up for affairs, I think. Like like <laughs> right. bits of I know you know, yeah, romantic relationships like that Dave don't really amount to much exactly. Yeah, because she's so career oriented. I thought it was really funny how the kids are always telling. Uh, Mr. M, how the election is supposed to be done. Well, too, he would have— early. He would have normally cared about—right. With his signatures? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to keep that? But he was distracted <laughs> every time. You know, like he's got all this stuff going on and he's— Yeah, yeah. The, he's, he's worried about his, his life falling apart. Well, aren't you supposed to keep that? He just didn't want to hear it from her. 
But yeah, that was like these are the rules, you know. And he ends up pitching that in the trash, which has no consequence. It's weird because I I was thinking like with that, threw something in the trash that he shouldn't have. But it was you know it was just it was so like. But he still cared at that point. By the time he got uh, a little bit, yeah. to the election, he was so distracted. Oh, yeah. Who's the kid? Oh, the great, I great, look it great up, actually. kid. His, uh, I love his face. Larry. Is wonderful. I think he was a real kid. I think he was. And then um, he's been brought along in a couple other. Yeah, he's, he, I think he went on to like act and stuff here. Let he me played see a here. real asshole in something. And I remember thinking, no. No, I told uh, Nicholas Dagos, uh, D'Agosto. He's great. As Larry Fouch. He, Fouch. <laughs> hey, I think you I'll call him Fouch, which is, yeah. Jesus, Larry, we're not electing the fucking Pope here. <laughs> <laughs> and the look on his face, he's just like, well, he's, he's so, so like, hurt because, like, it's supposed to be done a certain way, It is, Mr. M. and he cares about that. And Mr. M at some point cared about that. That's when you know I he's know. lost it because Mr. He M instilled these, these values yeah. into these kids about elections and how, you know, I like know. how important this process is. And, well, as he's kind of like, they're like, you've got the key as he's starting to walk out of to the ballot box. Oh, right, and right. he's like digging through his crappy <laughs> drawers trying to find it. And then he finally just pulls out a, like screwdriver, a screwdriver while he's kind of lecturing him and like ripping it apart, like pulls the lock off. Like this is a man in, you know, like a downward spiral. Yeah, he's in free fall. Um, but his students are so focused on the rules and the way you do it that they right. – And it's you were mentioning too are. when your teacher acts like a person, when they kind of break that teacher yeah. b- barrier and you start to see some when of the you, cracks. When, when, when teacher has a bad day. Yeah. Like I remember how that just fucked with my head so much. Like it didn't happen much, but I remember a few times where the teacher had a – clearly had shit going on in their lives. Sure. And like melted down a little bit in oh, front yeah. of the kids. I remember one, Mrs. Burzens, really? my homework teacher. What oh did yeah, she do? I don't remember. I don't remember the exact. She she had this really tight smile with these big white teeth yeah. that didn't always seem authentic. It seemed like, in retrospect, it was probably a woman who was trying to hold it together. Right. But something happened. I don't remember what. But she like completely lost her oh, shit. Man. I remember that, and it was. But it was a spectacle. Like well, as a kid, teachers aren't allowed to do that. Of course, they're not you know? allowed to do it. It's like you're. That's you're, tough. You're breaking the rules when you do that. You've got to to maintain respect. Yep. You've got to have like a wall up with your students kind to where you always. are the yeah yeah. You let them in and you're hose unless know. you're a different kind of teacher. Yeah, that can be but more you still got to sort of like you got to hold it together. You do. You can't you can't bring that shit in the classroom. Yeah, I don't believe in it's faking it till you it. make it, but you have to as a teacher because yeah. they will eat you alive. I had a home ec teacher named Mr. Wagner um, that. Uh, the rumor was that he drank. And Which may have been true. May have very much been true. Looking back, I don't know. I bet he was probably drinking. Yeah. But there were days where he would come in. Why is that home ec teachers? And is just that sort like... of – it was industrial arts actually. Oh, okay. Did I say home ec? Yeah. No, no, no. He was industrial arts. Um, Even and, more worrisome uh, well, with like it's power sort tools. Of the same Jesus thing. Christ. <laughs> Uh, th- this was different. This was uh, like um, we did screen printing and photography I and love stuff that like you that. Did that? I wish I'd I know done it was pretty that. great. I still have all that stuff, by the way. I would have loved a class like that at school. Uh, no, I that would have been better than home ec for me. There was also shop class. Might, might not have known that about me, but I took home ec. You did? Yeah. I took did you have home to ec. sew an apron? No, we did cooking and stuff. My mom stayed up all night and sewed my fucking apron because I can't sew. You cheated. Well, I, I guess I just passed. And I don't, <laughs> you cheated. That's I don't, right. Yeah, I cheated. There. <laughs> <laughs> Cheater. <Say> it. <laughs> I cheated. A new season of Bridgerton is here. 
and with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Yeah, Mr. Wagner would come in and uh, some days would just shuffle sort of to his desk and say, today is just a a free work day. Oh, yeah. Sort of do your thing. And he would just sort of sit there, so. Yeah. In fairness, I did cheat, but the abuse from my mom for having to fix this for me kind of offset that. Right. I feel like I, I feel like I paid Fair for enough. my crimes. I wasn't judging anyway. <laughs> you know uh, I can't sew. Huh? That's true. <coughs> uh, where are we here? All right. So the election happens. The vote count happens. Um, in between all this, the B story is playing out, and he he, he has that uh, the the 
couple of voice messages that he leaves Linda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or just increasingly, they, they go back and forth between desperate and pathetic to, You've like, rational. Yeah. You've ruined Diane's life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just losing it. I'm kind of losing it right now. This is Jim. I love you. <laughs> That's how I remember out. that from the, our first viewing. After like the whole thing, this is Jim. I, I love, love you. you. Oh, my God. It's so sad. Yeah, it's very great. Uh, so Tracy wins by the vote, of course. He rigs the election. He throws away the papers. He, he says it in the voice where we didn't need to. Like he, I think he knew in that moment what he was going to do, although he says he didn't until he saw her jumping. Well, yeah, and that was. so. She, so Did you believe that? I do okay. because, you know, because he's still, again, he, like, you know, these running, doing things the right way was ingrained in him. Right. But, but he was in crisis. I'm certainly not defending him, but hit me with some of that. Um, he was in crisis. He was in crisis, and Tracy had peeked in, and there were two students in the room. One was counting the votes. What was the other? Just, like. Uh, just like know. a watcher, like a security guard. That kid was cute too. Yeah, he, he was darling. Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> so she looks in and he kind of gives her like the thumbs up and she's jumping up and down yeah. in victory because she's not supposed frame. to know. Yeah, the freeze frame <laughs> was great because that was the true vic- – it wasn't like a funny face. She yeah, was she's victorious. In the but he sees her and it just enrages him. Like the the – yeah. He already is not behind this, and it was just like one thing too many. Again, he snaps. This was his snapping moment, I It's think. almost like it's the one thing he can control at that moment. Yeah. You know, because everything else is out of his hands. Yeah. He's been sold out by sure. Linda. He doesn't know where he's going to live. He doesn't, like, his whole, like, personal life is in, in up in arms. Yeah. Yeah. But he also, but then he justifies it, as he has all of his other decisions right. where, you know, he's like, I'm saving countless uh-huh. others yeah, from, yeah, yeah. you know. She like, has, he even says she has to be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like she's a kid, man. I know. <laughs> well. But she also has proved to be a worthy, ruthless, ruthless opponent as well. When I think that's, gone head to yeah. head, she faced him. I think that's the whole key to the, why this movie works, though, is it, she's, it, she's she's not, not a treated kid. as a kid. Yeah. She's treated as well, an she doesn't, adversary, as an equal. But she she goes back and forth between acting like a ruthless adult and then like a wounded kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> He's so sloppy, though. You don't throw that shit in the trash can like that. Dip shit. Like, put Stick it, in, it your in your pocket. pocket. Yes. I mean, come on. Eat it. Take it, like. Or the, uh, grab it later, even. Like, before you go it out. The yeah, there are like. A million things you could have done. The, I'm not like a cheat, but if no, I did, you I know would. Better than yeah, that, I would figure out like a much better plate. Well, I am a cheat actually. I just exposed myself as one. Well, come on. So I know how to cover up. And uh, Larry, again, he's so incensed. Like that kid is just all over his, his face. Righteousness is so wonderful because it's so pure. It, you know, he like believes in this system and doing it right, and he knows he he even he keeps going head to head. Like I counted the total votes. Yeah. You know, like he knew that something was not right, and the teacher, the principal, finally tells him to, like, back off. I know. Well, because he sort of makes a veiled threat. He was like, those votes were there when I gave him the box. Yeah. And he's like, and he's whoa. Like, I don't like, and the principal's like, I don't like where this is going, yeah. <laughs> young man. But it's funny because he's right. That kid was in the Masters of Sex. Is that what you were thinking? Yes. And he was a bit of a jerk in yeah. that. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. He had a part in that. Good show. It was a good show. I liked it. Um, so then we go to the restaurant. Paul sees uh, Mr. M eating by himself, and that's another funny thing. It's like 
teachers breaking down in class and then seeing a teacher in the wild. Oh, yeah. You talk about that a lot. Like yeah, how it's always yeah. so weird. Yeah. And we've seen it with Ruby. Oh, yeah. Was, she saw one. Oh, she, they were out at uh, the, the Mexican oh, place Oh, well, we went to, and, and Libby and Chan were and they there. they all had their margaritas. Yeah. And Ruby, the look on her face was yeah, just, just like. Yeah, just seeing them sitting at a table. Yeah, it rocks your world that they exist outside of. You yeah. think like that is just their life. Yeah. They're just teachers. Right. They're just, they're waiting there for you. Like yeah, they're spending the night there until like. you get back to school. Sure. And like, I remember when I saw like Ruby's face when she saw them. I was oh, like, she I, was I just remember like, that feeling. It was like excited and what? <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't even get like the drinking thing. Yeah. It's like that would have really rocked oh, my yeah. world. Oh, yeah. see teachers drinking. <laughs> they drink beard. They do drink beard. Uh, inside joke for just the two of us. That should go over well. <laughs> So Tracy is destroyed. Her mom gives her a Valium or something. It was just hysterical that she's giving her kid like, you know, anxiety medicine but or whatever. But it's funny because she probably <laughs> treats her as an equal in that house. Well, again. Yeah. You know, a, like uh-huh. like she's her mother, but I'm sure she, you know, like she treats her as like a younger version of herself. Right. Like if the mom drank, she, Tracy would probably drink wine at dinner. I, I mean, that could have been a deleted scene that yeah. like she gives her a, a glass of wine or yeah. something. Um, so McAllister can't go home. This is when he goes to the hotel, actually. Right. And uh, that is when it's like Alexander Payne, you know, the whole thing about uh, the screenwriting axiom is you take your hero, make him climb a tree and throw rocks at him. Oh, no. That's sort of the, I mean, the key. That makes I, – I could probably pick out ten scenes where that happened. Yeah, that's but, the yeah. key to drama apparently yeah. is like Just take your main character, put him in down. a tree and throw rocks at yeah. him. It's basically obstacles. But uh, the, the final – of that day, the worst day ever is when he the fucking <laughs> vending machine thing hold, hangs oh, up yeah. and he just loses it. You know, it's funny when I was watching that, I was like, how did the art department do that? I get it to hang up? Yeah, I, I think, think I figured it out. all the time. Yeah. What do you think? I think they attached the bottom so when it turned, it flipped forward, but the bottom was stuck. I had another moment in the, this movie like that. Remember when the poster was, uh, the corner was peeling down? Yeah. I was like, how are they doing that? Yeah. And the way it was framed, I think there was – and it was right by the door of a Oh, so there was somebody with room. like a – I think there was someone on a ladder in yeah. the art department in that room and they were just reaching their arm around the corner and like unpeeling it because the top edge was out of – just out oh, of frame. Oh, interesting. And peeling it so <laughs> I was thinking it could down. be like a piece of um, – what's the clear – Oh, like monofilament, monofilament line or something? yeah. Just like, like pulling just on pulling it. it yeah. <laughs> I wonder if other people do this or if it's just like former film crew people. I don't know. Because I can always – I try not to but – I can always see the PA just out of frame sure. dropping the feathers during the pillow fight sure. or whatever. Well, it was funny because when I first started working on movies, it, it did take me out of it. And then I it was able pretty quickly to like get back to – Yeah, just like vanquish that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think about it a lot. But maybe movies I've seen a bunch, I start to notice more details or think about more stuff like that. You can't like obsess about that stuff. No. It will – I mean, working on a film crew can ruin some stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. I love movies so much. I finally, I like, know. for, like, the first year or two of my career in the film industry, it, I would be like, oh, I was standing – especially some, something that I worked oh, on. Oh, sure. I was right I was over right there. Over this there. was happening. Or, you know, it's like it's kind of hard to take seriously, but – That is funny, though. Yeah. I've, I've done this thing, too, where I was like, I was actually four feet out of frame yeah, in this shot yeah. right here. And then they were laughing right before she hysterically started crying. Right. Yeah. Um, so then <laughs> the big reveal um, when Broderick – you remember he he wakes up in the hotel and he's like, today's a new day. Yeah, somehow he he's able – talk about mindset. We were having a conversation yeah. about mindset. He's able to like, this is a new opportunity That's to right. start fresh with my life. And, you know, he's like giving it no morning time whatsoever. No. Yeah. No, but uh, and maybe it dawns on him that – and maybe it's best that this movie didn't go too deep down that 
uh, voiceover rabbit hole, like, yeah. my marriage wasn't so great after all. And, yeah. like, you didn't need all that stuff. No, it kind of, like, he's a practical person. Yeah. And... Yeah, for sure. But uh, he goes into school. With a bit of a spring in his step. Yeah, the principal wants to see him. And he barges in and goes, you rang. <laughs> and he stops. Because there's that great shot. Yeah, of, of all of them. Tracy, her mom. Her mom. The principal. Larry. Larry. Yeah. Who is, like. Fucking Larry. Yeah, like. Scowling. Yeah. That, uh, his face is so mad oh like my God. perfectly just uh, like you are dog shit <laughs> oh he thinks he's scum. yeah like he's like on the bottom of his shoe well we'll get to the stoplights yeah. in a minute um the I think Matt Malloy's in there. Matt like Malloy's the, in the there. Just for, yeah, with like it's funny because he he's was very just, underused. Yeah, in this. He's always there. But he just was like an extra face. And then uh, um, the the janitor, of course. Yeah, but it's funny because Tracy is not mad; she's upset, which is such a kid reaction. Yeah, like how could my teacher do this like to crying, me? Right? No, she's just got like a big frowny face. On. Okay, her mom is uh, like, I will like, yeah. shoot steel beams <laughs> yeah. through your liver <laughs> with my eyes right now. I don't that? know why. I do like that's how specific. Like they could be she could target his liver. Like, you know, as you would as a mother. Like like when you turn around, you're yeah, probably going to die my kids. from a swift kick. Success. Yes. Like yeah. Exactly. Especially for her. Yes. Like that's the one thing you you're not gonna fuck with. Yeah. Especially again, since it's been made such a point of like she's had to rise above obstacles. She wasn't just right. one of things. And here's this teacher is like, is like, like trying like to take it from her. Yeah. It's such a great shot and such a great scene though. And, and they go through all the faces. So it's like he gets hit oh, with yeah. all the faces and it's just like in a rounder. Yeah, and that that great line, it's so sad. He said it was it, in the end it was very simple. Um I my, offered my resignation and he, and he accepted. accepted it. <laughs> my career at Carver High was yeah, over. It was over. Yeah. So where do you go? Oh no, but well, then no. then he pulls up to the stoplight. Yeah. And we get the great scene yeah. where Larry fucking spits on his he, car. Like he rolls down his window and you don't know what's going to happen and McAllister's oh. just kind of watching him and then he just <sighs> And McAllister, even before that, sort of gives him a little like, like, hi, like sort of like I'm like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like are we good? And he just hawks a loogie on his window. I mean, it's the utter like you yeah. are garbage. Yeah, Broderick does so good in that scene though. Like just that face he makes. There's yeah, so like, much like face acting going on. But then the best part that really just is the nail in the coffin for everything is that it's a little news item that it, he said it's one of those things that is just oh, yeah. like weird enough or whatever to be picked up by the newswire and then suddenly and this is like nationwide to, yeah email it and email it to one another yeah and post it on and post on bulletin, bulletin boards, boards yeah <laughs> so it's like in, in this day he would have been like oh, a, sure. a celebrity like in a bad way for it but he, he kind he of was exposed, like, and it would have been 10 minutes yeah. later they showed a map so and it just spread like wildfire yeah. because it's like who would do that who <laughs> does that uh, so then he's persona non grata basically like, oh, yeah. there's nowhere he's got to leave he's got Omaha. No wife. he's got no job yeah he's he's uh, got a reputation he's got a little ford fiesta or whatever that so is so where do you go new york city <laughs> <laughs> that great music <laughs> living in his garden apartment you like well, the basement it's funny though, like the resolution of all the characters it's really neat to see because of course everything works out for paul he goes to college and everything's going to work out for Paul his whole life. He's got great privilege, exactly. He's got a wealthy father. He's privilege, got, wealth. Yeah. But, but again. And also like a, he's a, like he's a decent a really human being. he's also a really nice guy. Yeah. So you don't hate him for no, having these things. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a big doof. Uh, Tammy ends up at Immaculate Heart. Which is perfect. With yeah. Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> they play that Donovan song. I hope we'll never be 
apart ever. Oh, God, yeah, but so her good. obsession is a little bit concerning. The way well, she gets so into these girls. That's the high school thing, of though. Of course, it it's is. Like every love is yeah. the biggest love of ever. Course. You know, she was yeah. just devastated when Lisa left yeah. her. And Lisa was wasn't even gay. You no, know? she was just yeah. doing like that, made like, out a few times. Experiment, yeah. Experimenting thing. Yeah. Um, Tracy ends up, uh, of course, working for a Republican congressman and successful, but uh, alone, you get the feeling still. Like, you can't really tell, but yeah. like... Well, based on no, her well, history... I guess I was thinking about before that, she talks about everyone has that last voiceover, and she said there were no signatures in my yearbook Yeah, or she said for somebody who, who... Or did you say it? I'm Now I'm, like, mixing up. It's like for somebody who was able to win a big election, you think they would have more friends. Yeah, but I'm yeah. trying to remember how that, if you said that or if she said that, whatever. But she looks at Chris Klein, like, like being surrounded to get his yearbook, to yeah. sign people's yearbooks, and she's standing there and, you know, she's like, she's leaving. She said, I don't feel how you're supposed to feel at right. the end of high school with what she'd accomplished. It was sad. Like, there was a sadness to that. There was and a wistfulness. And she said, "That's these are the moments when I miss Dave because of our conversations. Right. He really saw her. Like, he got her. I wonder what he's up to now. Yeah, and then he's, he's <laughs> tagging groceries at a – Well, yeah. you know what it was, though? I like up, a stop and shop. No, it was on the trivia. That's actually – it was the hardware store, same hardware store where Kurtwood Smith worked in Citizen Ruth. Oh, no way. Yeah, it was a little insider yeah, thing. Yeah, that's And he awesome. was stamping the stuff that Ruth the, was huffing. No this, way. This, like, spray glaze or whatever. I love that they did that. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, here's another one then. Um, you know how they kept showing, like, little close-ups of, new, of the news articles? Yeah. If you freeze-framed on one, it said – had words or whatever. And it like said, the side article? Yeah, but, you know, sometimes you could – I remember when DVDs had freeze-frame sure. and I would, like, read, oh, I totally like, what is that? Because the art department makes that shit. Yeah. And it said uh, – by the way, if you're reading this now – uh, and seeing if we really wrote real stuff, you'd be better served to go out and rent Citizen Ruth and and watch that. That'd, oh, that's be, that'd be better use of your time than sitting here and reading what the art department is trying to do to oh, fill in the blanks or something like that. Hysterical. It was really funny. Um, I remember in college you could just fill in with like Latin words that just kind of repeated. Oh, so, right. Yeah. Well, if you don't close up on it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but the sad thing about Tracy, though, like what we were talking about with like high school ends for her on a sad note. Yeah. She didn't get her yearbook signed. She still didn't have friends. And she thinks college is going to be different. Right. She hopes to meet her people. And college is not different. Yeah. It's just a bunch of like no social people. It's, it's people this, being it's, social. It's called the world. Yeah. And like it, it's sort of like this kid has to have this come to Jesus about how the world is. And she's going to be the one married to her job. But usually people in college do find their people. In her classes, True. she would find her people and in her major, not necessarily in her dorm. Maybe, unless she puts everyone off. Yeah, that's true. But usually you can find some other motivated people to at least like have friendly spars with. Well, no, that's true. There, yeah. there are other Tracy flicks. Yeah, of course. But Even they if they just long? parallel play. <laughs> like three-year-olds. <laughs> parallel play. Um and then uh, the great line from Broderick, what happens when a man loses everything? And it's got the close-up of the limp penis of the, oh, of of the, the Neanderthal yeah. or whatever <laughs> in the Museum of Natural yeah. History. What happens when a man loses everything? And again, that's Alexander Payne back then just being like, let's do a close-up of this like limp dick. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was symbolism, you know. That's yeah. what he is yeah. basically at sure. that point. Sure, I didn't really think about that. But that's when he ends up in New York. Yeah. Uh, and the ending is perfect. Like, you don't want him to be ruined. Of course not. But it's funny because he ends up with another kind of vanilla woman. Yeah. 
You know, like, and Teaching, like in though. a vanilla relationship, yes. And he says that, like, uh, museums have volunteers and educators like myself right. who, you know. You pick up where the classroom leaves yeah. off or whatever. Yeah. We want Mr. M to be okay. Of like, course, I, yeah. It's not like he was a bad guy. Well, he made you, some bad choices. But you can also see why, like, why he made some of his choices, especially with Tracy Flick. She's kind of insufferable. I know. Like, you have to be a pretty patient person well, to, like, find. who's the villain of this movie? Like, that's a big question. Does there have to be one? Mm, I don't know. I don't. But the, that's what I like about indies. It doesn't have to be so clear cut. Like they're all very fallible people, right? You know, there are a lot of bad complexity choices made here. Sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, and then the ending. You know, he goes to DC, and it's just so great. The final freeze frame of the thing. Does he have the moment when he sees her where the ah? No, 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 no. I don't know why in my mind that happened. No, he didn't. They didn't do the tribal chant yeah. with her, but um. Uh, that's the last freeze frame, though, is, is when she sort of like, is she? Does she see him out of the corner of her I eye? I don't think so. I don't think so either. L- and the line did the the eye line didn't even make it, wasn't it look like yeah, quite right? Was it? But uh, he starts off that voiceover so well written because he starts off just sort of like magnanimous, yeah, and then it just sort of builds and builds, and he's like, you know, it's fine, it's no big deal, and then he's like. But what's she doing in that limo? Who <laughs> when the he, fuck does she think she is? <laughs> and then he throws her, his <laughs> fountain drink at her oh, at the that's car. Oh, so good. And then does the Ferris Bueller And then run. runs away, yeah. Um, and he has that great line, too. That's the great thing about America. You can always start over. <laughs> it's one of the last lines of the movie. Uh, I love it. I give it five thumbs. Five thumbs? It's one of my favorites. It's pretty great. And it had been a long time since we'd seen it. Yeah. And we laughed a lot last night. Yes, yes. And the, we the, needed it, too. Yeah. It's been a little rough yeah. around the house lately. Yeah. <laughs> so Shit happens. It was, uh, it, was, it was a welcome thing. Yeah, it was good. Because you asked, you were like, which are we going to do, election or uh, what are well, the other ones that we're going to do? And I was like, I need to laugh. Let's watch election. No, it was, it was either this or record with Paul for Virgin Suicides. Yeah. Oh, right, because I've ingratiated myself into that. Oh, that's right. Paul's excited. Yeah, good. We're going to record somewhere next week. Great. Paul and I are. Oh. And then you and I and Paul are going to pick that up later. Great. Uh, I think that's it. I'm I'm trying to think if there was any more. I know at one point he was going to cast either Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise. Ew. Yeah. Hanks could have pulled it off. Hanks, I love. But he said he was too big at that point and like – he said Matthew Broderick really just sort of fit. Well, okay, that goes back to like you know I, I don't know that there had been a, a ton that he was doing. I have to look at his who Broderick film career between Ferris and. Hold on, I know he was in what was that Project X? Oh God, okay, I have a story about that. I don't know why how I ended up watching that movie. That is not for you. No, but about, I did about monkeys torture. Yeah. So I, I watched it. So, of course, you can imagine in the middle of it, and I've got a party to go to later on. This was probably like in ninth or 10th grade. I am hysterical to the point where my Steve, my stepdad, asks, do we need to turn this off? Which I, for some reason I said no, but I basically hyperventilated through that movie. <laughs> like, why was that a good idea? Yeah. Uh, so he did Project X right after Ferris Bueller. He did Bluxy Blues, of course. Uh, he did Glory. Yeah, see, these were all kind of movies that, like... He did a movie called Out on a Limb. I remember that. He did uh, The Night We Never Met. Remember with uh, Annabella Ciora? Vaguely. That was one of your movies. No, that wasn't one of my movies, He did The Freshman with Marlon Brando, the gangster thing. See, you didn't see any of these. Yeah, see, so for me, it was like, oh, my God, that's Ferris. 
a decade later. He was the voice of Simba in Lion King? I didn't know that. Hmm. I didn't see that either. Uh, Mrs. Parker in the Vicious Circle, The Road to Wellville. You didn't see any of this shit. I didn't see any of these. The Cable Guy, Addicted to Love, was right before Addicted this, to Love, yes. Which is great. Yes. That I'd seen. So, yeah, I mean, he was always working. Yeah. God, he did Inspector Gadget after this. My point was, though, I didn't see most of those movies. So no, you it didn't was see many of like, those at all. Uh, suddenly like an older Ferris. God, love me some, some MB. He's really wonderful. Talk about a dream guest. And I love SJP. So, they're of course. Like my, they're one of the great couples. A little magic couple. They, uh, you'd be really sad if they broke up, huh? They'd be one of those ones where I was like, it would shoot a spear through my heart. It would, it would shoot a. A uh, metal laser through your liver? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Eye lasers through my liver. No, that's because, uh, uh, yeah, that, that is out of anger. This would be out of sadness. So. Oh, here it is. I wanted to mention this. Um, the original ending was reshot. In the novel and in the originally in the movie, it, it tested poorly. He uh, goes to work at a car dealership, and Tracy comes to buy a car from him. And they have this moment, and she drives him home. He's like, are you trying to, like, make fun of me or whatever? And they have this talk, and she drives him home, and he ends up signing her yearbook. Hmm. And uh, everyone was just like, it's way too nice of an ending. No, yeah. And it was sort of a sweet ending where they sort of forgave each other. And Alexander Payne was like, I screwed up. No. Like, I should have just kept it pain. Yeah. (laughs) Brought the pain. But also, like, what part – there would be no – without some, like – Mitigating circumstances in the middle of that where something happened, like what would draw these two people back to each other to uh, where yeah, there'd be work. peace? No, not at all. Uh, Thora Birch uh, was playing Tammy Metzler for a little while, then left. Oh, interesting. On She'd the be third great. Day. Huh. I she wonder left why. On the third day, it said creative differences with Alexander Payne. She'd have been sad, but she'd have been great in that. Yeah, but I can boy, see her. The actress, uh, I know. Jessica Campbell, so loved good. her. Uh, and apparently Reese Witherspoon wanted to play – or she wasn't sure if she wanted to play Tammy or uh, oh, really? Tracy at first. Yeah. Which is so funny because like – Duh. She's, yeah. So is Tracy Flick. Yeah. But, you know, you never know. Those braces, Tammy's braces really just like – Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. You got anything else? I don't believe so. I think we I think we did a good job here. Yeah. What do you want to do next? I guess Citizen Ruth. Oh, yeah? Keep Go going back. back, yeah. Citizen Ruth. Yeah. All right. We love that movie. Love it. We've seen that semi-recently, and it's kind of – it's an interesting time to be discussing it, it too. It is. We'll get to dig into politics and and the rights of women. All the things that control make their own crazy. bodies. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's it for us. Uh, look, look out for Emily again in uh, probably another five or six weeks. We'll get you back in here. Yeah. Uh, and maybe sooner for Paul's movie for Virgin Suicides. Yes, I insisted on participating in that one. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Good night. Movie Crush is produced, edited, and engineered by Ramsey Yunt here in our home studio at Pont City Market, Atlanta, Georgia, for iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. 
And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.